Hey everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Welcome to another episode of In the Cloud, where we explore various high-level topics, trends, and technologies in the broader technology industry. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Thanks for joining us. And on today's episode of In the Cloud, we're going to be talking the state of cash management technologies, strategies, and investments across the globe, as well as how financial institutions should be weighing these solutions for either internal or external use, especially in the context of the global cash flow solutions market poised to ride a growth rate of about 25.5% and poised to reach a market valuation of $1.56 billion by 2026. That's according to Market Research Future and one of its fresh reports. So here joining us to give some context for the conversation today is Joseph Drambarian. He's CTO of Travada, which is a real-time cash flow management solution that provides oversight for quick forecasts, liquid cash assets on hand, and strategic financial decision-making. And they're currently partnered with banking institutions like JP Morgan, Citibank, and Bank of America. Joseph, how are you doing today? Great to have you on. I'm doing great. It's great to be on. Yeah, real pleasure sourcing your thought leadership today. So thank you again for joining us. So we've got some big picture stuff to set the table a little first. Let's start with some COVID context. It's a bit unavoidable, but coming out of COVID and its reemphasis on making important company affecting decisions based on actionable insights, just kind of across the board, as well as in the context of a global financial crunch. I'm curious, how are financial companies weighing the data gained from their cash flow against other important metrics in their operations? Do you see it getting the same attention? Why or why not? And uh, ground your response with some examples. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the first thing is that cash has always been king. That has never changed. I think that COVID as a, a scenario, when when many of the corporates that had to face with, you know, first of all, sending their staff home, having to completely unwind their operations and re-kind of invent them from the ground up, it introduced this new problem space of how can you distribute uh, financial insights across a completely remote workforce in a secure way and in a way that can be reproduced uh, week over week, month over month. And it exposed a lot of gaps in their data infrastructure, whether it meant connectivity to the banks, whether it meant uh, uh, the different aspects of software that they may use in their life cycle. And last year brought all of that to a painful attention as cash, of course, was stressed with a lot of companies, whether you are in e-commerce or manufacturing, having to face uh, the harsh realities of stopping production, uh, having to lay off staff, and having to scenario and model out what that might look like uh, from a cash flow perspective. And it really caused uh, uh, both an innovation opportunity, but also uh, uh, it caused a lot of pain along the way. And what we've seen uh, the best companies do along the, the past few quarters is approach the problem, not only from a short-term perspective, but thinking through the data transformation from a long-term perspective, putting in foundations to enable their workforce to work in a com completely different way, uh, utilizing cloud technology, utilizing uh, rapid analysis tools, utilizing uh, machine learning and AI modeling in ways that maybe wasn't used before. And all of this built on the foundation of real time, the availability of real time data that has been exposed 
through banks such as JP Morgan, Bank of America, uh, giving access to data in ways that didn't exist five years ago. And really, it's just kind of a holistic view at how to operationalize your cash and to use it for business uh, uh, decision making. Well, many of the big banks that you partner with, actually, including JP Morgan, are currently trying to strategize over how to break into some outside markets. And one big outsider market today is the UK, which is dominated by UK-based lenders like Lloyd's, NatWest, Barclays, etc. And according to some reporting from Reuters, the banks, including JP Morgan, are strategizing around tech investments to be that differentiator in the UK market. That includes J.P. Morgan's purchase of digital wealth manager Nutmeg, for example. Uh, So I'm curious where you see cash management solutions fitting into this ecosystem, either for the company's back end or offered as a forward-facing service to try to differentiate in these new markets, right? How will this play into some strategies, in your opinion? Or how should it play into their strategies? I think it definitely should. And it's actually a, a highly dynamic thought when you think about it holistically, because at the end of the day, Cash powers decision-making in a lot of downstream uh, systems, whether it's the ERP, whether it's month-end closed systems, whether it's analytics and business intelligence solutions. Having cash as a a functional operator that flows in a way that is metadata-rich, that is real-time, is actually pretty foundational to the rest of that fin ecosystem, if you will. And Where I see a lot of opportunity and and banks are seeing it as well is in playing an important role in being the primary data pipe that feeds a lot of these systems with metadata rich information and information that is real time. Now, the issue of course is that not every single organization is ready to be able to consume these types of APIs, whether it means uh, the the infrastructure to be able to, to handle it or the staff to be able to consume it. So where Travada kind of leans in to help with with some of that is to help kind of create turnkey solutions for adopting some of these technologies so that you can take advantage of them downstream. This has actually created a lot of opportunity for some of these organizations to rethink how they interact with their operating software. Uh, Some of the most avant-garde organizations have started to hire their own engineering staff internally to build their own custom apps because once you have a clean pipeline that gives you cleansed data, resilient data, globally redundant, it's available in many different scenarios, you can start to build foundational applications that are custom tailored to your specific workflows. And I think that's where the banks see the opportunity. If they can be the pipe that powers a lot of this downstream functionality, whether it be through a system like Travada or internal applications that are built from scratch, that's where the next generation of financial operating will go. It will be uh, highly tailored solutions built for real time, built for metadata rich environments so that you can get those AI and ML functionality that you couldn't possibly get with legacy formats. Mm. I wanna focus the conversation now on a different industry to try to draw some potential strategies or insights for the financial industry. So we're gonna look at, for example, the big tech players that are dominating in both the consumer as well as the commercial enterprise space. We've got Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, right? All of these companies deal with a torrent of cash flow from multiple channels, both again, consumer and commercial, and all of them have really made it their business, sometimes figuratively, sometimes quite literally, to emphasize data for strategic 
business decisions. Uh, so do you have any insights there on how uh, big tech companies have approached their cash flow management and subsequent data gleaned from it? And what learning lessons can the financial giants take from how big tech has managed their data at scale? Yeah, that's a, a phenomenal question. And I think when thinking about companies like Amazon and Apple and Google, you can't avoid discussion about their platform approach uh, to any uh, technology business use case. And it's because of the leverage that you get when approaching from a platform perspective. Instead of focusing on one use case, uh, you, you focus on platform, which enables thousands of use cases. And you may not even know all of the different types of interactions that you may enable by creating a holistic foundational approach. And I think that's where we have seen a lot of the innovation, especially when thinking about it from a data perspective, because once you have a great data foundation, you can enable various types of interactions, whether it's uh, real-time, kind of just-in-time business analysis that allows you to nimbly react to real-time market conditions, and then enable uh, payment solutions, whether it's in real-time as well, which is also coming online uh, from a banking perspective. But I think that platform approach is something that you have seen both from a consumer perspective with Apple, Amazon, and Google, but also from an enterprise perspective. As they create their own in-house solutions, it's important to have a foundation that gives them leverage to build their, their own uh, future, if you will. Uh, and not be tied specifically to one software provider over another, another. And that's where the leverage of platform comes into play. If you own your own data, if you don't own your own infrastructure, you can swap out different technology solutions nimbly to react to different uh, market conditions or opportunities. Give you know the, the very basic truth of the fact that our technology today is not the technology we're going to use 10 years from now. Uh, what might be innovative and interesting today, APIs, uh, you know, microservices might be extremely boring 10 years from now uh, when we've moved to, you know, streaming a blockchain technology using uh, uh, solutions that maybe we don't even envision today. And that's why platform is so important. It's because it gives you that nimble approach to continuous evolution of your data strategy and being able to rebuild it from the ground up every decade without having to completely overhaul your business to do it. Another tech player that I think we could use as framing to understand where the financial industry should and shouldn't be investing in these systems uh, is looking at smaller but still leading tech companies in the finance space, specifically like Square, which are understanding the importance of the entire financial services ecosystem. What Square has done is bring cash management systems as well as payroll systems into their in-house services of personal finance management and digital payment solutions. So really uh, just integrating all of those solutions into one in-house package. So I'm curious what, uh, what we can glean from those investments and how do you think this spread of services has benefited Square, for example, and its competitive advantage? And what can the rest of the financial industry uh, take from those investments? Yeah, I think that what Square is doing is super interesting because they are democratizing best practices, if you will, from a small business perspective. Instead of having to figure out uh, your cash management, figure out uh, your inventory management, being able to balance your books, have a, a website uh, from an e-commerce perspective and have to stitch it together with various fragmented services, Square has created a turnkey solution that gives it to you kind of from the day one boot up of your business. And I think that that is a trend that is going to be true across the mid-market as well, because there is 
uh, a tremendous amount of opportunity to create standardization from a best practice perspective by enabling technology solutions that give you that day one, whether it's reconciliation or whether it's being able to gain insights about different cash flows of your business and react to them in a way that gives you advantage when planning, when, when doing forecasting uh, from a business growth perspective or from understanding where maybe your, your blind sides are. A lot of that can be automated. And a lot of it is based on established financial principles that have not really changed over the last decades. And the only thing that has been a differentiator is how you can implement these best practices and the fragmentation of the existing services. So similar to how Square has kind of tackled this problem, uh, there are companies like Travada that are trying to approach it from a, a kind of a turnkey approach perspective where you get not only the platform that gives you continuity from a data transformation perspective, but you also have award-winning software that'll give you a user experience that gives you day one experiences that you might have to put together by hand if you had different solutions. And I think there's a trend to getting that kind of automation and leverage where the, the level playing field, if you will, is a great business practice. It's, it's, it's best practices. Last question I've got for you is uh, looking at an international perspective seeing how that's also influencing some of these decisions. So uh, the CBIRC, which is uh, the banking regulator out of China, dropped some new rules on cash management and wealth management companies recently, which included banning products or those products specifically that, uh, you know, that are cash management, wealth management solutions, uh, preventing them from investing in stocks and convertible bonds. Uh, which uh, right now the wealth management product market is represented at about $1.15 trillion uh, by, let's see, the end of March. That was according to Chinese Banking Wealth Management Registration and Depository Center. So I know those are just some big numbers thrown around there. But basically what we're seeing is regulatory action from an international perspective, dropping the hammer a little bit on how wealth management and specifically management of cash wealth can be managed at an international scale. So I'm curious if you think this changes the playing field at all for cash management companies, uh, and do you think it signals any potential trends or changes to how they should weigh uh, something like a cash management solution in the financial ecosystem? I, I certainly do. I, and I think that uh, the writing has been on the wall for a while uh, against monolithic approaches to cash management. I think that more componentized infrastructure uh, that can nimbly react to these different types of regulatory conditions will win the day. Uh, having solutions that can be uh, at a microservice level configured and componentized to such a degree that you can fulfill the different regulatory requirements within whether it's APAC or EMEA or, or different regions and without having to completely uh, you know, destroy the experience that you might have as a solution. Uh, and the only you know, thing that I can think of as, as a, a possible uh, a next step is whether or not the linkage of these services have to be separated out uh, at an entity level, whether or not you have to break up a company to represent different services. That might be interested to keep an eye on. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've been keeping an eye on as well is the regulatory conditions of data hosting and how uh, data storage solutions may have to 
follow the, the, the principles that are laid out you know, per region, whether it's in Europe with PSD2, China has been uh, uh, putting in regulations, uh, restricting uh, data access as well as data storage. So that's another interesting thing to keep an eye on as, as the different regulatory conditions are put in place for data and data continuity and storage globally. All right, Joseph, on that note, I think that does it for our conversation. Thank you so much to Joseph Drambarian, CTO of Trovada, for joining us on this episode of In the Cloud. Uh, Joseph, if folks want to find out a little bit more about Trovada, how it fits into this ecosystem, and how you're already supporting big players like J.P. Morgan, Citi, and Bank of America, how can they get in touch? How can they learn a little bit more about your company? Absolutely. Uh, feel free to, to go to Travada.io, uh, our website, to find out more about our product. Uh, we'd be happy to uh, schedule a demo and to walk you through how Travada can enable your digital transformation and cash operations. Fantastic. Joseph, thanks again for your time. We'll chat again soon. Thank you.